I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Okay, guys. Cool. First episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, basically, today we're here to just talk about what we're here to do. (laughs) Why we're doing this. You said it. Uh, Yeah. So, what what inspired us to do a Percy Jackson podcast? So, I don't know. Brayden has been... um talking about podcasts ever since I met him I think um and I've never been (laughs) really into them but I kind of discovered them a little bit over sort of winter break but kind of dropped that but now I guess we're back and um I love to talk about things that I care about and I most certainly care about Percy Jackson and the Olympians so um when Brayden texted us and said you want to you know, tackle this, I said, absolutely, because it's a chance for me to talk about something that I love and something that was a big part of my childhood. So yeah, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that literally ever since we saw um, the Percy Jackson musical, which will be covered later, um, (laughs) I have wanted to reread the series because it like totally reinvigorated like my like love for that whole world and I like had forgotten about it um and also we're now in quarantine so we've got plenty of time (laughs) to reread it so yeah and obviously everything Ava said we love to talk about this yeah uh and yeah I think a big part of this was quarantine and we were all talking on our own just about like oh wouldn't it be fun to like reread Percy Jackson over quarantine and then I was like well what if we reread it and then talk about it where other people can listen to it (laughs) and so other people can reread along with us we can all do this like quarantine book club virtually together uh when we were coming up with the idea of doing a podcast uh we didn't want to do something uh that's been done before which is just like reading through and just like talking about it willy-nilly we wanted to add a little bit of structure and like uh we were inspired well I was inspired by the podcast uh Harry Potter and the Sacred Text which is a really good podcast if you're into Harry Potter um and we wanted to analyze each chapter we're actually going to go two by two chapters because the chapters are pretty short um analyzing each chapter uh, set of chapters through a theme and using that theme and like how we can apply it to our daily lives and like the world around us because books don't exist in a vacuum they have uh effect on the world around us yeah um and kind of off of that i've always sort of thought of history and mythology kind of the main reason they've been interesting to me um is because you know, you look at these people who lived centuries ago um, and more, you know, um, and you kind of see them acting the same way we do now. And and it's kind of like you're connecting with these people in this whole other world on such a human level, um, which I've always thought was really, really interesting. So 
sort of diving into this like mythological ish um, text, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's interesting for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So do we want to talk a little about like our history with Percy Jackson? Like when we got into it and that kind of stuff. Uh, Do you want to go first? I would love to. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure I read the first book in third grade could be second. I don't really know the timeline, but it feels like third grade. Um, and I wanted to be quirky and different. So I never really read Harry Potter, but I still wanted to like get in on that whole experience, <laughs> like following along with the series. And, you know, Percy Jackson was very similar to that. And I also just remember I was a very sarcastic, I still am a very sarcastic person. And I just remember the text being written like that, like from Percy's perspective was very like my speed and like my kind of person. So I really latched onto it. I read all of the five original series in like a couple of months and then um, just kept rereading them. I think I've read like my favorite one of the original five series, like like too many times to count. Like I would just reread it oh, in one night for fun. And then I, uh, it, pr- the obsession pretty much stayed all the way throughout middle school, I think. Cause then I moved on to the um, extended series off of that and other books that he's written and stuff. So yeah, it's been, <laughs> and then I bought tickets to the Percy Jackson musical. So it's been a very long, <laughs> very long and consistent journey with this series. <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess I'll go next. Um, I I started off, like, my fandom reading stuff, I think, with Harry Potter uh, in, like, first grade, maybe. But, like, not very long after that did I get into Percy Jackson. I, like, I know I was de- definitely had read most of it by fourth grade, so I don't know when the start of that exactly was. Um, but, like, I was, like, the peak age for when the movie came out. Uh, I like, I, I have a lot of different feelings about the movie now, but I think I, I would have been in like third or fourth grade when the movie came out and I was obsessed with it. I watched it like a billion times. Uh, the only song I would ever dance to at like school functions and stuff like that was Poker Face by Lady Gaga, because as we know in the Lotus Hotel and Casino scene, uh, that's the song that Grover danced to. And I was like, okay. So, like, this makes dancing not girly because it was in the Percy Jackson movie. Uh, And that's some internalized homophobia for you. (laughs) Um, And I I think it was counteracted by the fact that it was uh, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I I think I didn't really really think that through there. Um, Maybe a little bit. But yeah, I read all the books. And then uh, in middle school, I read all of the Heroes of Olympus books, uh, which also resonated with me, like even more, I think, than the original series did. Uh, I think the greatest thing about reading the series when I did was that it was evolved. It was evolving like at the rate that I was growing up. Like the original series is very much like the speed for elementary school and then Heroes of Olympus is definitely more young adult than children's literature. Uh, not that Percy Jackson's a little more advanced than children's <laughs> literature, I think. But, like, it's not Magic Trios. But um, it's a little less highbrow than 
maybe like the the first Harry Potter books. Yeah, and I've always really loved it. Uh, it's had a lot of influence in my life, and I feel like on my personality. Uh, yeah. So Ava. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I think I I came to it pretty late. Um. Late. I was in fifth grade. Um, <laughs> ooh, no, I know. Um, cause I, yeah, cause Harry Potter was a big thing in my house ever since I was like very young. Um, like my parents had all like the special like hardcover, like with the book jacket, like once. And I was always like, like, this is a shrine to something. Right. So I had to like investigate. Um, and then I think, yeah, sort of moving into fifth ish grade, I kind of discovered Percy Jackson and I whipped through those. And then um, I met one of my friends in middle school who was also very sort of similarly into like book series like this, et cetera. Um, and we kind of, you know, we did the middle school thing where, where we were those girls who read, who were quirky because they read the young adult <laughs> books. And like, ooh, like, like oh we God. love the Hunger Games. And, you know, and oh. so, um, we got really kind of into Percy Jackson then and, um, sort of the movies had, or the first movie had already come out, um, by the time, you know, we'd read it. So we got to kind of look back at that, um, criticize it and, you know, move on. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it came to me late and I actually don't think I even started with the Percy Jackson books. I think I started, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's, it was the first book of the Kane Chronicles first, Oh, I also oh, read the Kane Chronicles. And I think I also read that series. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't finish it. And like I'm very bad at finishing books, right? But um but like it's because like when I was like ever since like early elementary school, I've been so into like Egyptian mythology. So I started with that. And then I discovered these and I was like, these feel like the main characters, you know? Um, <laughs> um and so I kind of got into them then like a little later, but they have kind of like me said, they've stayed with me like quite a bit and like things have just kept popping up <laughs> like the musical that we went to see and um, like his uh, Rick Riordan's like Demigod Diaries book and you know, the oh, things yeah. like oh, that. Oh, you know I, that. Oh my God. No, I know it. They keep appearing. So um, Wait, okay. I, I have a good question for yeah. all. Of you. I think we have to figure out who's read the most Rick Riordan material it's not me i'm sorry i'm bad at finishing books Brayden, i really do think it's going to be a war between you and me <laughs> yeah okay so let's go through it like the original percy jackson series we've obviously all read it's a given. have we all finished heroes of olympus i haven't yes. finished it oh ava the last <laughs> I know. heroes of olympus books get so good um um yeah i finished that series did you read kane chronicles i believe i read the first I'm like looking over at my bookshelf to see which one. I, <laughs> I think I read the first two, and I don't think I ever finished the third. I agree that I'm not a hundred percent sure I finished the third book, but I think. <laughs> but I, I definitely finished at least two. I I also definitely finished at least two. I'm like eighty. All right, so the war is still going. So now we're going into extra material. Yes. Trials, <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Trials of Apollo. Oh. I don't think I did read that. I I, I started read that. the first book, but I never finished it because Trials of Apollo started coming out in like high school. 
and like yeah oh I'm yeah still, like, the idea of it and like I still like want to read them I just didn't have the time yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe if we get far enough down this podcast eventually we'll read them um <laughs> but I did did you read Magnus Chase no wow Brian, you really no. have me beat I won Impressive. I haven't finished it I've only read the first two I was about but, to be like, I have two extra books from the original series, so I think I'm the winner. I'm he, very I clearly not. The extra books. Man, it's covered the all the ground. It's the ocean. <laughs> is it Demigod Diaries and the Demigod Files? Are those the two? Um, no, it's Demigod Files and the Ultimate Guide. I also have the Same with, like, trading cards. It was the weirdest book. Oh, my book, God. But, like, I, have the trading, I have the trading cards, like, somewhere around here. Can we yeah, talk yeah. about that original artwork? <laughs> <laughs> do we need to <laughs> no no we don't oh yeah look at those uh podcasting not a visual medium <laughs> yeah guys look at the art <laughs> were, were you guys all the like percy jackson kid in your class oh 100 percent. oh yes yeah. oh yes you know that impression has followed me because i not necessarily like what people think of me as far as i know but like you know, I was like the myth kid. And so I, I, you know, researched more about myths and like my mom is very aggressive about like how her side is very Norwegian. So she was like Norse mythology, learn that too. And so like, I kind of got into like everything. And then like, there was a while where I was like, you know, when I was looking at colleges, I was also in this, um, class at my high school called Epic. And it was like about Greek and Roman mythology one of the best classes I've ever taken. Um, but then I was like, do I want to be a classics double major? Like I had the whole crisis, like I, you know, full fledged Percy Jackson college student crisising. Like I had the whole moment. Um, I was in a Harry Potter dominated school. Uh, so I was like, I don't even know. I read Percy Jackson first. Like, I, I didn't read Harry Potter. I, like, never got around to it. And then I, like, bought a Percy Jackson book at, like, the book fair once. So I was like, this looks cool. The cover was, like, the movie cover. And I was like, that looks badass. I'll try it. Um, and I read it. And, um, exactly. And uh, then I really don't even know. I feel like I maybe would have liked Harry Potter, but, like, nobody else in my school I liked really Percy Jackson and everyone liked Harry Potter so much that I was like I'm different <laughs> and I'm gonna be like an only Percy Jackson stan so yeah that's that's how it started no, I I would with my like elementary school best friend we would do like Harry Potter pretend like things and then mm-hmm. like after I read Percy Jackson she never read Percy Jackson but I would like make her do like like in the the we would like go through the years and like in the the school year we would be in Harry Potter land and in the summer we'd go, we'd be in, in the school year we'd be in Hogwarts in the summer then we'd go to Camp Half Blood. Uh, <laughs> no, I did that too. Yeah. Yep. It was also we also had uh <laughs> in sixth grade uh the like history topic was uh like ancient uh history and so we did ancient greece of course and uh being a little little miss teacher's friend uh <laughs> uh and like being a percy jackson kid i taught a segment of the the <laughs> ancient greek section on like greek mythology 
that I learned from Percy Jackson. Like, that's like, so not funny. I taught a section, but like no one asked me to. <laughs> like we got to that unit and I was like, I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> no, one, oh, no, no, I feel like, that me. I contributed more than the teacher. Like it was, it was not, I don't, like, like I bothered. No one explicitly asked like, can you share your knowledge? I was just like, y'all going to hear it. Cause I have it. It's like, I'd assume you'd like me to. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I have, I have put together some fun, Percy Jackson questions to finish this this off with. Uh, so first off, who would your godly parent be? I have, you know, this is a question that has lingered at the He's back like of my brain for years and years. Um, and I think the process was like this. I thought I was Hades. Then I thought I was Zeus. And for a brief moment, I thought I was Poseidon. I'm that pretentious. I thought I was all of the big three. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I'm Athena. And then I was like, I'm flattering myself. Um, maybe I'm Apollo. And then I was like, I kind of went back to Zeus for a while. And I was like, no, it doesn't feel right. Kind of went back to Athena. Um, but now, like, I'm a full-fledged um, theater major. Um, theater and dance major like I'm I'm queer like I'm very daughter of Apollo and I've landed on that and I just think that those are the facts and there is no disputing them um so yeah that question is ready to be put to rest in my brain but it's been an arduous journey (laughs) yeah Neve um okay so the entire time I read the series and like most of my life, I've always thought that I was in the Zeus cabin because I'm a Leo. Um, <laughs> wanted to believe that I was incredibly important. Um, I definitely didn't think I was a daughter of Poseidon because I was scared of the ocean. Uh, so I was like, not, I knew that one ruled out. And like, I did have an emo phase, but I don't think it was bad enough to put me in the Hades category. So I always <laughs> stayed. It might be. Brayden's giving me a look like it might be. <laughs> I, I, that is what I'm moving I, on to say is I think it's either Zeus or Hades. But I always just really loved Talia. So I think that might also be why I see, wanted to be Talia a daughter was, of Zeus. It was a daughter of Zeus and emo. So like I feel like true. you can claim that one. She does it all. That is true. Yeah. I, I've had, this has been a hard one for me as well, Ava. <laughs> um mm-hmm. When I was, like, reading the books growing up, I, like, leaned toward Athena at first. Because I was, like, like uh, I'm a gifty kid burnout, you know? Uh, and so that, that really spoke to me when I was young. But I'm not smart enough anymore to be, like, that's been proved wrong. <laughs> but, like, there is no, there is no wisdom in here. Um, <laughs> uh, so I... I go back and forth between also Apollo and Aphrodite. Okay, I kind of feel I like do that. love Aphrodite. I I'm do. a little self-centered. I like I feel like I have a little bit of that self-centeredness in me. And me too. I think I think it's the drama appeals to me. Uh but also like that theater kid queer identity of Apollo also is a big vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like they're also all a little gay, you know. Like Greek mythology is all a little gay. Oh, you said it. 
and that's the vibe. Uh, okay. I don't know if this is a hard question or an easy question, but it's a question I thought of. Uh, Camp Half-Blood or Camp Jupiter? Half-Blood for me. I have to go Half-Blood all the way. I did own a shirt. <laughs> me too? I, yes! Bought it from like Etsy or something. I, yes! Oh my god! Guys, my dad designed a shirt and like print, like oh. made a Camp Half-Blood design and like made the shirts for my brothers and I and oh, our geez. friends. um i like so like i feel like i have the dedicate like the duty to say camp half-blood and i will say camp half-blood but like camp jupiter does appeal to me at some points like that roman sensibility like is very intriguing and the whole like Mm -hmm. new rome aspect is cool their infrastructure way better (laughs) that is fair (laughs) i must say yeah and it's warmer. Yeah. <laughs> As people who've grown up on the East Coast, like, yes. see the appeal of the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, what's your guys' favorite Greek myth? All right, mine's about to get specific. <laughs> so I'm going to go into it. I don't know if this really counts as a myth, but it was something that, like, stood out to me so much while reading the books for some reason. And it was the entire the entire concept of like the Greek underworld. Maybe I am a child of 80s. <laughs> like, the entire concept of the Greek underworld, but not like more specifically, the Isles of the Blessed and the fact that you could um, be reborn three times and then like be a good person all three times and then get to like the mega good place. Like, I don't know why I liked that idea so much. I think I just really liked the idea that I could live three lives. But that specific part of the Greek underworld, like, I literally talked to my parents about it. I was like, I don't want, like, this is the religion I now believe. Like, this is what's going to happen to me after I die. And they're like, me, that's children's book. <laughs> but I really liked it. Yeah. It's weirdly specific, but <laughs> that's mine. Yeah. I, like, always found, like, Jason and the Argonauts appealing. Facts. I love me some, like, I love the travel, like, journey ones that have like all like a bunch of different stops they're like a, they're like a tv series of mm-hmm. a minute like jason the Argonauts <laughs> yeah, and the odyssey and like hercules like the big ones um but i don't know i don't i don't i could not explain to you what is so appealing to me about jason the argonauts and there's some like other small like ones that like are interesting uh, yeah yeah I don't know if this is like cheating because it's kind of a lot of them at once and it's also not fully taking place, um, you know, in Greece or whatever, but I have such a soft spot for the entire Trojan War. Um, I, I, the whole thing, I, I really love, um, oh my God, well, she's Trojan, but I love my girl Hecuba, um, Cassandra, obviously. I, I just love... I love all, like, I think all of the female, not, like, characters, but, like, figures in the Trojan War, um, Greek or Trojan, I think they're so fascinating and, like, strangely empowered for, like, something that happened so long ago. And I also think, like, Odysseus, smart man, you know? And so, like, I I really like hearing about him. Kind of basic. There's a whole book about him. Um, But (laughs) I, (laughs) it's called The Odyssey, guys. Read it. Um, And so I, I don't know. I think he's very interesting and I don't know. I just think a lot of the figures in the Trojan War are really interesting. 
and as like a history person like learning about a war it's like pretty cool like there's a lot to unpack um yeah so I guess if that's not cheating which it isn't because I'm one of the three hosts of this podcast um (laughs) who makes the rules it's us um so I guess yeah that's what I choose (laughs) I I also have a spot soft spot for some of the like just like the small queer miss too like I mean of course we have like Achilles and Patroclus like of course uh but then there's that one about Apollo and I don't remember the name of the other guy but like his Apollo and his lover and they're like playing frisbee and like he accidentally hits him in the head with the frisbee and he's like sad then. I don't remember the full myth and I, I'm sure it means something. I'm sure he was transformed into a flower um, because that's ha- what happens to everyone in Apollo's. It was <laughs> Hyacinthus. I just looked it up. Yes, Hyacinthus. So it would be a Hyacinth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I learned about that in my mythology class senior year. I love that. I loved that one. Oh. Okay, now my last two questions might be the hardest questions. Okay. What character did you identify the most with when you were first reading the books? Because I, f- I feel like we're going to find, as we reread the books, other characters that we identify with more, like now, which I'm really interested to see. But like when you were first reading this, who did you identify the most with? I'm going to be basic um, and say... I really have to go with my girl, Annabeth. I know she's one of the key players of the entire series, but like, I just felt her like as another gifted kid burnout. Like I just really felt that, like I just really felt everything she was going through. Also, I really felt the, the pressure to be something like extraordinary and to like, like being like an abrasive person who's trying to like always get her way into things or like being the leader just because she wants to have those opportunities you know um and then I also wanted to date Percy Jackson I really didn't want her life like (laughs) I loved her so much yeah I remember when I first went to go see the Percy Jackson musical um which was like while it was in on its off-Broadway run uh the actress who played Annabeth came out to the stage door and I was like thank you so much and she was like no problem she's like I'm just an actress and I was like no you really don't understand like that girl was my idol and it's just really cool to see her like on stage like as a human like I really I looked up to that girl so much she was like that's so sweet that's like yeah (laughs) so I think that's my choice Ava do you have yours or do you want me to go um I kind of do I also really identified with Annabeth but there was something about no, okay, no. Expanding on that first, I relate to the gifted kid burnout thing so hard. <laughs> um, sort of my middle and high school was like very, like, unbelievably like academically focused, like to the point where like one time on the bus, I heard a kid go, I only got a 1480 on the SAT. And the second guy said, oh, you'll do better next time. Like, um, you know, so it was very much that pressure all the time of like, you know, kind of feeling like Annabeth in that way. But also I I think like a part of me was like, hmm, Clarice is interesting. Like there was something interesting there. Um, I didn't know what it was. I think it was like the, oh my God, not to get astrological, but um, the Aries moon kind of jumped out, you know, like, (laughs) and um, I don't know, there's something about Clarice. I think I just wanted to be more spunky and assertive. 
Um, cause I wasn't like, I was just, I was very much like a too nice kid. Um, so I was like, huh, like that's a goal. Um, but sort of other than that, like, I guess like Zoe Nightshade, you know, like I, I felt her, like, I didn't know why. Um, but like, I think she was, she was very gentle, but she like had these very clear beliefs. Um, and so I really admired that. I was like, I kind of felt that, you know, cause like I played basketball, but I wasn't good at it because I didn't want to hurt anyone. And so I feel like that's what Zoe Nightshade would be like if she played basketball. <laughs> and so like, I, I got her in a way. Um, yeah. So I think, I think her, I guess. Um, okay. I'm going to give you the most like basic white boy answer. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you Percy, uh, but it's going to, it's going to get better. I'm going to, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like the thing that always, why I projected myself onto Percy was just like, he was that like outside kid who like didn't feel, feel like he belonged and then he like found a place where he belonged and that was really inspirational to me and like also like in elementary school like Camp Half-Blood and Hogwarts were those like places I could escape to and like so that's how I related to Percy and Harry in that kind of way um but to be less basic um I I have to say once the Heroes of Olympus series rolled around I feel like I started relating to Piper I oh can't explain to you why. I honestly don't know. She was just a badass. And uh, I don't know. I really liked the way that she, like, used her words instead of violence first. I don't know. It just really was appealing to me. And I really felt myself in that. She has big Slytherin energy, uh, <laughs> which I, I got along with. And, and I also think I always identified with Nico. Um, I think I didn't know why for, for a long time, um, until, uh, the coming out scene in House of Hades, uh, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about more at some point, but yeah, I just remember hearing that for the first time and like crying. Uh, and yeah, last question. What is your favorite book? Well, I think we'll we'll start with, we'll start with. What is your favorite of the Percy Jackson and the Olympians books? And then, like, overall, what is your favorite book? I still don't have to think. I have my answer down solid for this one. The Last Olympian. Read it thousands of times. I don't know why that one was, like, my go-to. I think it was just such a good culmination of everything. But then also had this, like, really good, like, ending that left it a little more open for, obviously, like, (laughs) the series to come. But, like, that book was... so, and it also, um, I think because it was about, I remember distinctly because it was about a war, um, being like, like hearing my majority Harry Potter school talk about Harry Potter and being like, well, this, this book is also like really like cool and like, it, like adult, there's a war in this one, but like, it was just, I, d- I don't remember what it was about that book. I'm sure I'll remember once we reread it, <laughs> but like, I read it so many times. It was, it was my favorite of like all time. I don't know why. But <laughs> I think, I don't know. A part of me, um, wants to go with the Titan's curse. Um, I don't know why. I think it just kind of had like little mystery factor um 
And for some reason, I always, like, when I think of Percy Jackson, I think of that scene with Atlas. Um, and I don't know why. Um, yeah, so I kind of, I think about that one a lot. Um, so I think, honestly, yeah, it might be the Titan's Curse. It, like, left a weirdly specific impression on me. Also, Zoe Nightshade is in that one. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a very, like, the arc was very, very strong. And, like, it was a very, like, complete story. Um, it it was, I don't know. I think it just held my attention the best. Um, and as a elementary, middle schooler, that is pretty difficult. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine is Battle of the Labyrinth. Um, I just really liked the setup for that. I thought it was just the whole, like, labyrinth idea was just so cool and uh i don't know we just met a lot of different characters in there um i don't even remember exactly why because like i feel like a lot of it blurs together for me in my head uh like looking back so that's why i'm excited to reread it um but i like i have this feeling that is the the battle of the labyrinth also it has that scene where uh rachel like throws the the plastic hair comb at Cronus and uh I I really identified with that <laughs> a good scene I forgot about that one True. I guess I lied because I have one more question which is just what are you excited for the most in rereading these books um I'll go first I guess uh, <laughs> uh I'm just excited to one like remember what they were like like it's been a while since i've reread them uh i like own all the audiobooks for all of them and i i remember the heroes of olympus stuff more because i obviously read that later uh but it's been a while since i've like sat down and read percy jackson and i'm excited just how i see it differently as an adult now yeah definitely and i also think like i a like i read the these books when the characters were older than me, not by much. Yeah. We're technically supposed to be older. And like, it will be really interesting to read, like, as you're saying, like read it as someone who's now older than them, like was like having been through that age now. Like, I feel like a lot of what I expected um, from my teenage years came from preconceived notions that these books gave me, you know, obviously not that I was going to like, a demigod but like just the like how they like the they act and stuff I feel like a lot of what I thought teenage teenageness was going to be was like from these books and also I feel like in recent years I've just watched a lot of abridged versions of the story like I watched the musical and the terrible movie and like I've watched all of those but those are just like not like watered down but they have to be quicker because it's like a like they can't act out they can't do a whole book without it being like hours long and no one wanting to watch so they like hit the main points so i obviously remember the main points of the lightning thief as a book but i don't remember like the smaller details so i'm excited to like uh read those again and find out what the whole story was instead of just like the quicker version that has needed to be modified for like other forms yeah that honestly yeah um (laughs) I don't know. There's something about the details that's going to be really interesting. Kind of like taking me back to that visceral place of like, you know, reading them and, and kind of remembering what like drew me into them in the first place. Um, but also I think 
I am the most obnoxious classics person without being a classics major. Like over the years, like first it was Latin, then it was I tried to learn Greek on Duolingo, and then it was I no, I did all of it. Um crazy stuff. And so I have become like this pretentious would have been a classicist and like it's gonna be so fun. Um, to read these books with that gaze. Cause like, I know I shouldn't take them that seriously, but we're like, yeah, like I definitely will. So like, that's going to be fun for me also. Um, so partially it's kind of like understanding, you know, like what made me fall in love with the books to begin with. And then again, it's like looking at it from a perspective of like the grown up myth kid, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So for next week, we're all going to read chapters one and two of The Lightning Thief. So please, like, read along with us and engage in the conversation. Um, like, follow, and subscribe, and review, and rate, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you next week. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to an Omnivorous Production.